Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It's me, Egbert, once again. I'm the new owner of this station. I went out and hired the best talk radio consultant, Jeff Allen from News Talk STL, and told him to hire the worst talent he could find. Jeff did exactly as I told him. Ladies and gentlemen, here are Brad and John. The boss speaks again. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Okay, it is, It is. I wanted to say BS.show. Okay, what did I just do? Hold on a minute. I just screwed up again. <laughs> that was us doing another show because of the fact that I didn't hit something. And now Which some... people in the area can listen to now from 5 to 7 a.m. at 104.5 if you're in. And are you are you comfortable talking about how far our signal carries? Because I know we boosted it and we were not promoting it. Well, I don't know. I mean, what are you going to say about it? Because <laughs> okay. we, we still have you some issues with it. Ostensibly in, in multiple counties, right? In pieces of multiple counties. Well, yeah. I mean, you can hear it in St. Charles County. You can hear it in southern St. Charles County. You can hear it in southern Warren County. You can hear it in, in Franklin County. You can That's hear... all I've shared with people, Brad. I haven't shared any more than that. Yeah. We're, we're, trying to, <laughs> we're, we're trying to work on a new tower site, which is another whole crazy weird story. But we'll leave it at that for the time being. Um Hold on a minute. What is going on here? Hold on just a minute. And in the interim, one of the things that I heard Egbert is considering is he is considering flipping 1071 because of the wild backlash against Taylor Swift and her deleterious impact on, on Travis Kelsey's po- uh, football career. That Egbert is considering flipping 107, Westplex 1071 to just 24 hours a day of Brad and John. Well, no, hold That's on a minute. Egbert hold on a minute. Now, do, are you saying that, that Taylor Swift has hurt Travis Kelsey's career? Oh, absolutely. He's distracting her. He's His mind should be on X's and O's. It well, shouldn't he's still be doing, on he's still, some songstress. You he's know? still doing pretty well, though, isn't he? Doesn't he have some good stats in the playoffs so far? I mean, he, Yeah, we'll see how well the Chiefs do. Here's the thing that I'm not, Brad. They're still I'm going in the playoffs. I'm not a bandwagon guy. Okay. And so many people, whether it's for the Kansas City Royals or whether it's for the Kansas City Chiefs, just love to jump on a bandwagon. And I feel it would be hypocritical of me as a guy who's never been a Chiefs fan, to suddenly, even after the Rams leave, be like, well, I guess the Chiefs are going to be my team. Well, there's a whole story behind that, and and that's part of the reason why I've gotten very jaded about sports in general, and especially you keep asking me about to, to, to delve into my comment because I made one morning. Because listeners keep asking, Brent. I'm well, simply the conduit. I, I could care less about the Cardinals. I really could. You, could, you mean you could not care less? I if if they if they left town tomorrow, it'd be no big deal for me. You know, I mean, to me, it would be like, okay, so you know, let's figure out what to do with that stadium down there. Let's do the circus or something like that. I mean, you yeah, know, or, or we could put the homeless there. Well, I see. I don't live my. You know, I got lots of things in my life to keep me busy and keep yeah. me occupied and keep me, you know, uh, you know, challenged. And to to sports have never, you know, I mean, and the crazy part of it was at one point in time. What is now crap? Our AM station was a sports station. Was it was it the mouth? No, it was it was called sports crap. 
that's when Sports, we that's right that yeah. we changed the call letters and I mean once again we had we were one of the the very first stations a matter of fact we were one of the charter stations we signed off with on with the CBS Sports Radio Network that was the you know we were one of these stations that on day one we were there running CBS Sports Network had Jim Rome and all these other guys on there we had the Kansas City Chiefs Mizzou Tigers Cardinals baseball. We had local sports. We did we did high school football and basketball. And you know what? I could care less about all of it. You couldn't care less. Because <laughs> right, well, if you say that you that you could care I, less, to me it was like it that was, means that you care a little. You it was get like, what I'm saying, Brad. People go like, "Oh my God, it must be great to have your own sports station." I go, "Why is that?" Well, you're you're a sports guy. No, I I don't really. I you know doesn't bother me. I mean, it could be Swahili, you know, punk music as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I, <laughs> which you're known for. Well, and you know, Bill Bidwell was big in the Swahili punk music. <sighs> Whatever. Okay, let's talk about the filibuster. Yeah, let's talk. Which about it. and let's I'm, talk more broadly about some of the factions in Jeff City. Okay. The filibuster was because of what? And let's go into this. The filibuster was in the Senate. Was that yesterday or was it Wednesday? It was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So there so there was quite a bit of debate yesterday. And you, you can't just look at one day. And remember, it's never just one thing when you look at this. I would recommend folks that, that really care about this and that have a few minutes if you're driving around in the car, go to my website for yesterday, which was Thursday. <coughs> excuse me. Thursday the ooh, 18th. Yeah, 18th. And days take 19th. a look. Scott Fawn did an interview with a leader in the Senate named Cindy O'Loughlin. And she has been generally uh, the biggest antagonist, I guess you could say, with Bill Eigel. So yesterday well, on the interview, she called Bill Eigel a bully. And yesterday on the floor of the Senate, she called Bill Eigel a narcissist. Well, so we could get into the minutia of exactly what happened there. But so we'll do that for a second and then we'll get into the broader fight. The Freedom Caucus, which is contains most members of what in the previous two sessions had been or the previous two years had been called the, the Senate Conservative Caucus, made a motion, essentially made a motion and said their point is we want to pass stuff right now at the beginning of session. So, in other words, stop calling us obstructionists. Stop calling us people that stand in the way. We want to pass stuff right now. Then on a rule battle, um, which is something called Committee of the Whole which is a rarely used rule, there was a debate, essentially a procedural debate. And when that happened, things broke down immediately. Well, but Members started inquiring of each other, which means that they were... Go, did, I'm sorry, was I talking over you? No, but what I would say, isn't the big issue about the constitutional amendment deal? Isn't that what they're... Uh, because... Yeah, yeah, yesterday it was about initiative petition. Is right, initiative mean? petition. Yeah, yeah, so initiative petition. So in other words... Generally, and this is Scott Fawn's line that I'm going to steal, if you ask members of the Missouri legislature, everyone says that they're in favor of, quote, IP reform. In other words, how to make it different to, to change Missouri's constitution. But every member of the House and Senate has a different opinion on it. And, and but what, what, what the battle was about yesterday, Brad, I mean, on paper, if you were to look at the Senate journal, it would be about initiative petition. But it's about really who controls the Missouri Senate. So if you put Democrats to the side, because they are in a minority, you have a group of Republicans who call themselves the Freedom Caucus, and then there's some other kind of associated members that, that are considered, quote, hard right. And then you have what would traditionally be considered more mainstream or conservative Republicans. And it's about, who's, it's about whose agenda is going to pass. Now, if you're Bill Eigel, you say, we want, our, we want our conservative legislation. We want it now. We want to pass it. 
if you're Caleb Rowden or you're Cindy O'Laughlin, you say, Bill, by having it my way or the highway, you're blocking all kinds of other conservative legislation. Yeah, but, but so that's the that's the nature of the debate. But it see what 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 it comes down to me is this is what I don't understand. Okay, what I don't understand is if you if you look at the way our constitution for the state of Missouri is as opposed to our federal constitution. In the federal constitution, we have amendments, and I've, I I have my little pocket constitution book here, and I can't remember what I did with. It. I moved it somewhere, but. The whole book, it's a little small little book. It's maybe, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 pages. It's not that, you know, it's small print the whole bit, okay? The one stupid bill with the marijuana is like, what, like 60 pages or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know and, how many words. And, and pages, that has taken our Missouri Constitution and adds 60 pages to the stupid Constitution, okay? And the problem is that. We already saw this, you know, this happen, you know, not even a year after the marijuana thing was approved because of the fact there's the ambiguous, uh, uh, what do you call it, Le- uh, you know, uh, a wording of this thing where St. Charles County and St. Louis County are involved in a court battle with a with a, a, a pot store up in North County because of the fact that they claim that the that, that the county shouldn't get any money unless the unless a marijuana uh, uh, whatever you call it sales point is in unincorporated uh, St. Louis County or St. Charles County but if it's in a municipality then the county can I'm going like okay. can you stack your taxes That's right it's, it's just and like the county it's, wants money the municipality and, wants money and nobody ag- knows what's right and what's wrong and once again it was written poorly but because yes. it's a constitutional amendment they can't fix it so inherent inherently i would think that every single legislator on the state you know on the state level you know both in the senate and the house would say yes we have to change this and but what's going to happen already i'm hearing people talk about the fact that there's already the storm clouds are brewing because or or, you know whatever you want to call the storm clouds are gathering because and storm clouds, I mean, if you're a, a pro-life person, the storm clouds are the fact that they're going to jam an abortion, right to abortion constitutional amendment into the state constitution. And right. you would think that if we have the supermajority in the House and the supermajority in the Senate, which we still do in both houses, correct? Supermajority. Correct. Majority, correct. Yep. You would think that both of them, they're going to like, okay, we're Republicans. We don't like abortion. We are going to, as Barney Fife would say, nip that in the bud and we're not going to allow to have a constitutional amendment because we're going to change the constitutional amendment process to the state of Missouri. But yet, that never gets done. Right. And so, so as an example, one of the things that Cindy O'Loughlin said in her interview with Scott Fawn was that when you have filibustering and when you have what she would call obstructionism, you stand in the way of progress on things like initiative petitions. So it, that would be echoing what you're saying. Right. And so again, Brad, what you ha- I mean, but what you have here, these are these are a per- it's a clash of personalities. It's a clash of, again, this is an election year. And, you know, <laughs> some some folks stood up at the beginning of session and said that they were optimistic about what could happen this session. And I don't know how anyone could look at could look at the 2024 session with a straight face and say, we're going to get a lot done. I, I, I agree with you. And it's to the point where it seems like every, you know, they, they push these things along and then there's this mad rush the last week. At the of, very, yeah, you're right. You at, know, the, at, a, and, at the last and, and it's like, okay, what, you know, and to me, it's like, you know, the crazy thing for me is that 
you know, the best time of the year as far as legislation is, is, is concerned in the state of Missouri is when the Senate and the House are not in session because yeah. no stupid new laws. You know what I mean? That's 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 the old <laughs> joke. It's the only time that, <laughs> right. that residents of Missouri are safe is right. when the legislature is out of session. Okay. Now, Democrats would say, no, because we need to change the laws and whatever, right? But if you're a libertarian or a conservative, you say you're probably safe if the legislature's not there. Well, okay, immunity. Let's talk about this for a minute. This is a big story, a national story, because Trump, and, and I have to tell you, you know, not that I'm going to say, yeah, Donald Trump, he's right again. Donald Trump is bringing up some very interesting points about this. And essentially what his pitch is, that he's essentially saying he can't be sued or can't be taken to court in in um, in uh, Atlanta or, you know, because they're, yeah. you know, they're they're suing him or he's being indicted because of the fact that he did this, uh, the election, stuff like that. And he gave some very interesting, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, opinions on this yesterday, essentially saying that if you don't give the president immunity, and he gave the example that Obama, once in Obama was office, remember this Obama was always sending yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, and this was, is Will Sharf's example. Too. Right. Go ahead. He was always sending in drones, drone attack, you know. Yep. And we're going we're gonna to blow these guys up with a drone attack, you know. And, and they documented that over the course of the Obama administration, there were X amount of civilians who were killed in these drone attacks, okay? So the idea being that once Obama is out of office, that people could indict Obama for murder. Yeah, they, for they, war crimes. Well, for war crimes, exactly. Yeah. And, and the idea Which being... Which is, I mean, I'm laughing because it's just, it's, it's preposterous. But, but it's not. Because of the way that they're going after Trump, it's, I see what he's saying. He's essentially saying it's the same thing. And yeah. he's, he's essentially saying if you don't give the president immunity, then this is going to happen forever and ever and ever. That when the Republicans get into, into, uh, into uh, um, you know, let, let's, say, let's say in the 2024 election in November that the Republicans take over the House, the Senate, and Trump gets elected president, okay? Then he can go in and he can say, okay, we're going to indict uh, Joe Biden because of the fact everything. that... everything. Because For he everything. Because he withdrew all troops from Afghanistan. And, look and at how these, many deaths did that create? And look at these poor 13, you know, uh, uh, service people who were killed, one of them right from the St. Mm -hmm. Charles County area, uh, the Schmitz family, you know, impacted yep. by that. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I'm going like, okay, I get it. You know, and once again, it's to the point where you have to essentially say, okay, fine. And see, this is what I think would worry me if I were a Democrat, because if you're doing all this crazy stuff, and to the point where we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where both Bill Eigel and your buddy uh, Jay Ashcroft essentially tried to get Biden take on off the, 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 the ballot in the state of Missouri. And it's yeah, to the point yeah. where like, and by that logic, it's, you know, it's the idea of be careful of what you wish for. Right. And, or and, as you would say, unintended consequences. Well, right? you know, you know <laughs> the, the, the problem with this is, you know what the big problem with this is? What is it? Too many attorneys. Oh, yeah. And, and this, is, this is what happens when you get the law and to the point where, where you know, you, you hear some of these cases and sometimes you say, what? And, you know, I mean, like, for example, I mean, like... I can give you one that happened to me, and anybody in business has been a, a business for a while would know this story. Years ago, I had a company that did business with me, and they spent like $20,000 with me, okay? 
and they got way behind in their payments. They were supposed to pay in net 30, and, and 60 days after, you know, and I kept running them. They were running advertising with my company, and I let them go, and I let them go, and finally I got one check out of them for $5,000, and then two months later, they went bankrupt, and they owed me another $15,000, okay? So I lost $15,000 on the deal, but I had $5,000. One day in the mail, I get a letter from an attorney in Oklahoma City, because this company was headquartered in Oklahoma City. I get a letter from the attorney in Oklahoma City saying, he wants my $5,000 that this company paid me. And I Because went, somebody else was in line for it before you? Is that the rationale? It's called preferential payment. And you weren't, yeah, you didn't have preference. No, 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 no. The way it works is if you're a company that goes bankrupt, and this, I think this is pretty much, this is not state law, this is federal law. Let's say I owe you money, and what, what it's designed to prevent is, like, let's say my company's not doing well, and I'm going to go bankrupt, and I say to you, hey, John, I owe a million bucks, and I owe you a couple hundred thousand. I'm going to pay you, but screw those other people. I'm not paying them, okay? So essentially what it does is it creates a 90-day window. It's a look-back window. So in other words, let's say you declare bankruptcy bankruptcy on April 1st, any payments you've made from January 1st through March 30th can be recalled. So in other words, oh, I so see in other words, saying. So, interesting. I so, didn't know that. Yeah. Well, neither did I until, you know, wow. one day when this happened and to so me. What was the result? What happened? I, you, you really want to know? Yeah. I got you so, f- the- I called my attorney and my attorney laughed at me. Oh, you don't know about preferential payment. I go, I mean, so, so I said to him, I said, you, so this is the truth? And he goes, yeah, it's the truth. He says, you're going to have to pay the $5,000 back. I said, the company owes me you're another $15,000. He says, tough noogies, you're going to have to pay the $5,000 back. You've lost $20,000 in that deal. So wow. what did I do? I jumped on a plane one day, unannounced, and I showed up in the attorney's office in, in, in Oklahoma City. And once again, no appointment, showed up at his office, secretary asked me who I was. I told him, she said, well, you don't have an appointment. I go, no. I go, I flew into town to talk to him. And she goes, well, he won't see you. And I said, well, I'm sitting here all day because guess what? I got nothing yeah, else to do. Yeah. You know, and when he's got time, matter of fact, if you want, tell him when he wants to have lunch, I'll buy lunch and we'll sit and talk about this at lunch. Five minutes later, I'm in his office. So we wow. go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Well, he ended up, he says, well, I've got a little, he says, I've got a little bit of leeway. I'm only going to make you pay $3,000 of it back. So, you know, I ended up having to write a check for $3,000. So I but, lost. But, I mean, minus plane fare and time, you saved two grand by making that. Yeah, but but once again, I lost $18,000. Yeah. But that's yeah. the way the bankruptcy now, when, code is. W- like, so would you be w- comfortable talking about, like, what you learned from that? Like, was there anything that people listen to this can take away from that? It's a crazy, stupid law. I mean, here, yeah. there's yeah. one. But, I mean, in terms of managing your advertisers or if people get – X percent behind, you cut them off. No, it because, doesn't matter. Because it, here, there's a perfect example. Uh, if, if you want, I'll read this story next break. We'll talk about the Odyssey bankruptcy. And there was a yeah, story okay. yesterday in our Inside Radio publication. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, th- what universe is this correct in? I mean, and, and I, I won't go any further than that. I will just state my case, and you, John Combest, will be the judge, and you'll say, that's the wackiest thing I ever heard of. Or you'll say, well, that makes perfect sense. You'll go yeah, one or two yeah. ways. Let's talk about it at the next break. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, I hope everything's going to work right. We're going to make sure this is doing this, this is doing this, this is doing this. Uh, hopefully it should work. It's 742.